Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I'm Dana. And this is probably a podcast that I've thought the most questions about or the questions that I've thought of and haven't forgotten because they're burning. I am kind of nervous for this one because I don't want to know the answer. To oh, no. <laughs> I guess same. But um, we have Dr. Amanda with us. She's a pediatric dentist. Um, hey, Amanda, how are you? Good. How are you ladies doing? Wonderful. So good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So um, like you mentioned, we met through my husband through your work and I'm actually a pediatric dentist in California. And so Tyler and I met way back in college. So that's where we met originally. Um, so now I'm in private practice in the Bay Area and I teach a little bit at the dental school as well. Excellent. Nice. What made you go into like pediatric dentistry as opposed to like, right, like family dentistry or like cosmetic or something? I've always loved working with children. Um, even back when I was 12 years old and I started babysitting and everything. So even way back then. Um, but I also, with dentistry, I love the opportunity to work with children because they haven't developed their habits yet and they're so open to learning. So I can help hopefully set them up for a lifetime of oral health from the beginning. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. <laughs> I was like, open to learning. Maybe not my child, but maybe others are. <laughs> Start them off with a good routine, set it for life. I like it. That is good. All right. Just dive in, Kayla. What's the question? Okay. We're all dying to okay. know. It's all about the pacifiers, right? So like, like the infant pacifier, when do they stop using that? Can they use it even though they're a year old? I just want to know all about the pacifiers. Are they really that bad? Tell me no. Yeah. Sugarcoat <laughs> it if you can. <laughs> So the actual reflex that you use from having a pacifier is actually very normal and very healthy, um, and it can actually reduce the risk of SIDS. So it is actually a good thing if your baby is using a pacifier. Oh, that's great. Um, from dental, it is okay to use it up until a certain point. But I do want to say, do not worry if it goes past this point before I tell you, because we do have braces if we need it later on. And the majority... <laughs> Children end up needing braces anyway, so that's something you can always fall back on also. Um, so the canine teeth, those are like your vampire teeth, those start to come in around 18 months. Um, so they do recommend trying to stop before then or starting to decrease the pacifier. So one-year-old is still okay to be using it. Again, it just depends how quickly your child is getting their teeth in. Um, and then the official cutoff, they say, is to try and stop by three years old because that's when you definitely have all of your teeth in. And you still have some jaw growth and teeth movement after three years old. Um, so you actually see some improvement after stopping the pacifier. So we don't really see a big issue until I would say around six or seven is when you start to get your adult teeth in. So that's actually the bigger cutoff. But a lot of kids, they go to school and things like that before then. So socially, even they'll see that other kiddos their age are not using the pacifier. So we usually naturally see a decrease before then. So um, there's not many adults that I know that are using a pacifier. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Look at that. We're both in the clear. We're both in the clear. I know. And here's like the, so my mom 
you know, for whatever reason, decided three was like my cutoff. And when I turned three, she cut a hole in it. It stopped working. And allegedly I was like, oh, okay, no problem. And forgot about it. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's the story story. that Bubby is going with. So that's fine. Um, And Wyatt has gotten a little bit more attached now. I think he's like his two-year-old molars are probably coming in and he's just like grumpy, grouchy two-year-old. But there's my mom and my mother-in-law too are like, take that passy out of your mouth. You don't need a passy. And I'm like, would you just let the child have the pacifier? It's fine. Like, this is not a battle I'm picking. I don't care if he's using a pacifier. And it sounds like Dr. Amanda says it's okay. So damn it, let him use it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it is a big comfort item too. And so it's all about... Um, just seeing when your child is ready to start to give it up also. And so if you're going through like a big life change or a big developmental milestone, it would not be the time to work on taking the pacifier away. So teething, um, if you're going through a big move, having another child in the family, all those sorts of things, you don't want to do those at the same time. So I think you're also in the clear. (laughs) So that was my next question. Um, Like, obviously we're going to have newborn pacifiers around slash we still do is it a big deal Mm -hmm. if she's using a newborn pacifier versus an a pacifier that's geared towards like 12 to 18 months like what is the difference there actually so the studies are kind of mixed on that right now so there's not really a set thing saying one type of pacifier is better than another pacifier the only one I would say you definitely want to avoid are the weighted pacifiers. So like the Wubbanub and the ones that have like the blanket or the stuffed animal on the end of, okay. that one can actually make a big change in the child's mouth. So I would try to avoid those ones if you can. But in terms of the size of the pacifier or if it's an orthodontic pacifier, those studies are still inconclusive if that actually makes a big difference. So I wouldn't worry about that too much either. And just like that, this is my favorite podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All those worries and stress of like, what am I doing to my daughter's mouth? Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you said weighted because I was like a weighted pacifier, but I guess when they're tiny, that little stuffed animal is like a good chunk of their weight. So that probably is heavy, realistically. And the thing to remember, too, is duration is more important than frequency. So if you're giving it to them 20 times a day, but they only keep it in for five minutes versus they're keeping it in like for all night or for several, several hours, that's going to make a bigger difference as well. So let's say (laughs) you're like at the point where we're like weaning or trying to, you know, cut back. Um, Do you have any like tips that you've given like any of your patients or the parents of your patients? Yeah, so actually your mom's tip does work by putting a hole in the end of the pacifier. It gets rid of that sucking effect that they're going to have in the pacifier. So I say start off really small, just like a safety pin hole. Um, and you can do that a few days or a few weeks, however long you feel. And then you can make the hole slightly bigger over time. And I've seen kids give up the pacifier within a few weeks with this method. Um, some other cute ones are you can give it to the pacifier fairy or if kids like the garbage man, you can make a big deal out of giving it to the garbage man. Oh, um, that's cute. Want to go to the zoo and you can give it to the baby animals at the zoo. So you can definitely make it a big, exciting event where they know they're giving away their pacifier. 
um, to little animals, little babies, other things. You can even drop it off at your dentist for other little patients, little babies to have. So um, I've seen lots of parents do lots of creative things, even planting the pacifier in the ground, and then it grows into a plant or a flower so they can go and visit wow. in the backyard. Fun things that you can do. <laughs> People are really creative. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, it's broken, Wyatt. Sorry. Hit the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> no more. We're done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those are great ideas. I, I guess I did still have a question about pacifiers slash thumb sucking. Which one is worse? Do yes. you think? So we tend to prefer the pacifier because it can be taken away. And um, that being said, also some finger sucking will eventually go away as well. But um, the pacifier, you have a little bit more control over when you want to get rid of that habit. Um, so that's another thing I would also caution you if you are going to take away the pacifier and they start putting fingers in their mouth, I would give them back the pacifier because it's probably too early to be taking away the pacifier um, and then wait time and then try again to take away the pacifier because it's a lot easier to stop the pacifier habit. Nice. Interesting. And also, well, I mean, I guess pacifiers maybe aren't like the like epitome of clean either, but I would imagine, I don't know, thumbs. Are, listen, if I know anything about like daycare, <laughs> they got all sorts of germs <laughs> in all sorts of places. So like I would probably everywhere. Yeah. So I'd probably prefer a pacifier regardless, but yeah. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> um, that was a question I had too. Good call. Thanks. Yeah. Um, as Amanda, as you were saying, like the tips to give away the pacifier, um, Wyatt's mm -hmm. room is like just on the over here and like through my bathroom. And his favorite thing is to kick the wall. I'm like, oh my God, he he hears us talking about taking away the pacifier. So he's like, God oh. damn it, don't you dare. He's not, I mean, he can't hear us, but like, that's just what he does. I'm that's thinking, so oh God, he's like, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. We have not gone to a pediatric dentist um, yet. When would you recommend that start happening? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, so the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, we like to say uh, to go within six months of when the first tooth comes in or by their Whoops. first birthday. Whoops. Um, we like to say it kind of depends because some kiddos don't even have any teeth at one year old. Um, so you can kind of base it off of their milestones as well. And also related to questions that you may have. So if you have a lot of questions as the first teeth are coming in or you see something concerning or they're having issues nursing, those are reasons you might want to go in earlier to a pediatric dentist. Um, so that's what we usually say is around their first birthday you want to try and get in. But if it's past that, just set it up at your convenience. So what is that like? What is a dentist appointment for a one-year-old look like? I can't imagine that that is <laughs> any fun for anybody. So the earlier visits, especially if it's your first child, it's a lot of talking to the parent and educating. So a lot of things we're covering, we go over. Um, so habits, oral hygiene, family history, um, anything concerning that you might be seeing in the mouth, what to do if there's any trauma. So we go over all of those sorts of things in the first visit. Um, and then we also start to introduce everything to your child. So they may, obviously they're probably not gonna remember most of it, but we want them to get familiar with the office, get to meet all of the people, get to see all the instruments. And we may not even do a full cleaning or do everything for that first visit, but they'll at least start to get comfortable with it. So they realize that the dentist's office is not a scary place. 
And also that it's different from the pediatrician's office, which is where they get shot. So we want to start to establish that it's a different that they're going to. We also recommend if it is a similar time when they're going to be getting their shots to go to the dentist first and don't schedule the dental visit after they get their like vaccines and boosters and everything. Um, and then a lot of times the first few visits, we don't even put them in the chair. Sometimes we'll see them even in their stroller or we'll do what's called a lap exam or a knee to knee exam. So they'll actually be sitting on the parent's lap and um, so they'll be looking at you the whole time and they'll lay their head down and we'll be able to look at them and you'll just be kind of holding their hands. They may be wiggling, they may be singing a little bit, but it's all things that we're trained with and it's very normal for the first few visits for that to happen. Nice. Interesting. Is it every like six months, like you should see a normal dentist, a normal dentist, an adult dentist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every six months is on average. And then if there's anything concerning, sometimes we'll have patients come back sooner, um, especially if they have cavities starting or something like that, then we would see them more often. Nice. Awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah. So what I gathered from it is the dentists are the good guys. I know. And they really <laughs> play it up too. And the pediatricians are the bad guys. <laughs> they get shot. So funny. That is funny. Uh, more questions? Um, yeah. So I just have a question about just like brushing teeth and teaching that habit. And, you know, my daughter is one. And so we have, we don't have a, a toothbrush. We have, it's like a little finger silicone massager thing. Yeah. And it has like the bristles on the end. So she can, you know, she really just bites it. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I would love to know more about like how and what to do for kind of teaching them how to brush their teeth. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I think it's great that you're already using the little finger brushes. I think that's the main thing is just to try to establish the habit early on. So just introducing some sort of brushing twice a day. So in the morning and at nighttime. So they're starting to get used to that. We even recommend even just putting a washcloth in their mouth, even while they're teething, before their teeth come in, just to kind of desensitize them so they're used to you being in their mouths and starting to clean it from an early age. Um, so we kind of recommend whatever they're comfortable with and what you feel works best for your child. Um, so the finger brushes work great early on or the little baby toothbrushes. Um, and that can be any size, shape, color, whatever works best for you and your child. Um, and so then once you start to do that, you can even once the teeth come in, start to introduce a small amount of toothpaste. So we just recommend like the size of a grain of rice at first. And if they are continuing to eat it, you don't have to reapply more toothpaste. Mm -hmm. um, but again, starting to get used to the flavor of whatever toothpaste you pick for them as well. Um, and like I said, in the beginning, they're going to be moving. It may take you 10 minutes to even brush a few of the teeth that they're having, but it's just so they start to get used to getting the toothbrush in their mouth. Um, and that's another thing we'll go over when you come in for the first visit is we'll go over some positioning and some different ways that you can access the different areas of their mouth um, so that they can get more comfortable with the brushing as well. Nice. Yeah, I thought that too. Like we have a toothbrush. We're not super consistent with it, but our routine is for like before bath, like we have the toothbrush on the like sink and then he brushes yeah. his teeth or, you know, att attempt to yeah. whatever he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> and whether he's really brushing his teeth or not, I mean, some days are better than others, whatever. Um, 
it's in the morning that we need to get better at the morning is hard because you are so rushed yeah so what I do Mm -hmm. is when I am like brushing my teeth I will literally just run her her finger brush and just we're doing it at the same time that's a good yeah that's a good idea I need to ha- I have I do have toothbrushes sort of in like different places. Oh, that's like fun. I have one in our bathroom and his bathroom downstairs by the fireplace. Like my thought is if I see it, I'll remember it. But if it's like out of sight, it's out of mind. Right. You know, totally. yeah. Um, and what like a plug for uh, Mickey Mouse. But on Disney Channel at eight in the morning, they have a two minute like brush your teeth song. Oh, do they? And it's like a really cool, like catchy. And it has like a little clock at the bottom that counts down for like two minutes. Hmm. Damn, two minutes is a long time. (laughs) Damn, Mickey. But like, it's a good song. And, you know, it's Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse has like a spell on everybody. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, so a couple of times we've like done it with Mickey. So that was kind of a cool cool. habit. But now it's like, we want to watch Cars. There's no teeth brushing song for Cars yet, I don't think. Yeah, you got to make one. So yeah. uh, it's funny because Xander came up with our toothbrushing song and it's a song that, well, I'll start. So it goes, you brush your teeth. So he sings that over and over. It's like, you wake up in the morning. It's a quarter to two. You brush your teeth. And I was like, I was like, Xander's so smart. What a great dad. Nope. <laughs> His mom has a CD from some guy in the 90s. Rafi? Yes. Oh my God. Fucking Rafi. Boy. (laughs) So anyways, that's our teeth brushing song. (laughs) And now we have the CD because Sandy still had the CD. And she was so thrilled to be like, oh my gosh, you're using that song too? Like, good job, Xander. And I was like, I thought my husband was a genius. (laughs) Just brainwashed from Rafi. Literally. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Joanne and Sandy had the same. We probably have it on a what cassette. Oh, a cassette. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that's how old we are. Yeah. Um oh, fascinating. Um, real talk. When does teething stop? Oh, yeah. Ever? It does stop. There is an end. Um, usually the last teeth come in around two and a half years old. Boys tend to get their teeth a little bit later, but as soon as all 20 of those baby teeth come in, you'll have a break until six or seven years old when they start getting their adult teeth in. So you get several years of a break. (laughs) But I don't remember like adult teeth coming in and hurting. Do they? Exactly. A lot of kids don't have teething pain and they don't even realize that their new teeth are coming in. The pain is actually more from when they have loose teeth. And that's usually just when they're eating that it may be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so once you get past the baby teeth phase, you're probably in the clear. <laughs> yeah. So close. I'm so close. I know it's been my, every time he's like really ouchy, I'm like, Oh, it's gotta be the molars. And I'm like, Oh my God, are they in yet? I mean, but you have to, you know, they're bigger, like heartier teeth. So, I mean, that is probably like quite painful, but I'm like, oh, but that's my excuse for everything. Yeah. Like, oh, it's probably just teething. And then I'm like, I mean, will it ever stop? Why hit a child today? (laughs) Those molars. Yeah. The molars, you know, it's the real side effect. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What is the worst appointment you had? Um. Well, I think this goes back to what I was saying is kids are so resilient, which is why it's so much fun to work with them, because even if they're crying and they're not liking it while we're doing whatever treatment we have to do, at the end, they're smiling, they're happy to pick out a prize, they're giving you high fives, 
And so that's one of the really cool things about working with children. I will say one of the craziest traumas that I saw though, since I did residency at a children's hospital, it was my last day of residency. And we had, um, it was an older teenager that came in. He was at some summer camp and they decided to play baseball, but they weren't using a bat and a baseball. They were using a bowling pin and a football. <laughs> and so this was the first kid that went up to bat with the bowling pin and it bounced back and he had braces and his lips got stuck onto his braces. His teeth were moved. Luckily, the braces, I think, saved a lot of his teeth, but the emergency room couldn't really do anything. So they came in to see us so that we could remove his lips. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I remember you told me that story when we were at dinner one time. I was like, I'm sorry. What? I cannot imagine that pain. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's intense. Yeah. No, no kiddos yet for you and Tyler, but what battle would you say you pick or don't pick the most when you're seeing patients? So I think the biggest one, um, for me, it's just being able to look in their mouth and see everything. <laughs> um, but I will say we also have conditioning visits. So if patients are too nervous to even let us look, we do have those little visits where they can come in and the first time they're just going to sit on the chair. And then the second time they'll lay down and watch the movie. So we can always work with children. Um, but that's the main goal is that we can at least look in their mouth and see what's going on. So we can make sure that there's no major issues that are happening. Um, And then around four to five years old is when we start working on trying to take the x-rays because without x-rays, we can't see the majority of the mouth. So in between the teeth and the flossing areas, checking the jaw bones, checking on all the adult teeth that haven't come in. Um, So that's another battle that I definitely would work on with children. Um, And then in terms of home care, I think it's most important to at least introduce the toothbrush and the toothpaste to your child twice a day. Even if it's just for one second and they spit it out and you're done for the morning, I think that's a battle that I would definitely just having them get exposed to it twice a day. Gotcha. Because eventually it'll like click. Yes. And even just getting one second of toothpaste in there is going to form some protection for their teeth throughout the day as well. Huh. This makes me feel like such a better parent than I thought I was going into this. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I was just um, like, oh, I didn't get that that tooth back there, and we didn't scrub the underside. And how am I supposed to get her tongue? And I'm like, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Any last advice for parents of young kids? Parents teaching good brushing habits? Anything like that? I don't know. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is a little bit about trauma um, in terms of dental. Um, So always call your dentist if you're unsure if there's any sort of dental trauma. Um, If it's a tooth that comes out and you're not sure, you can always put it in milk is the best thing that you want to do while you're calling your dentist. And sometimes it is time sensitive. So you sometimes have to get to the dentist within an hour if something happens. So that's why I recommend make sure you have your dentist phone number saved in your phone. And um, in terms of baby teeth for trauma, one thing I would caution is making sure that they're not running around with the toothbrush. This is like worst case scenario, but you can, I have seen photos and x-rays where kids fall and they can impale their palate with their toothbrush. So that's the one thing I would say is let them play with their toothbrush, do all the things, but I just wouldn't let them run holding their toothbrush. So that's just a big word of caution as well. (laughs) Very good advice. Gosh, that sounds painful. I know. Like 
imagine nope. when you're eating a chip and you're like, oh, that was painful. That was yeah. like a potato chip, right? <laughs> not a toothbrush. Or when a popcorn no. kernel gets stuck in the wrong spot. Oh, when do you start? Yes. When, do you, when should kids like floss? When do you do yeah, that? Yeah, so flossing, as soon as the teeth are touching, you want to start introducing flossing to them. So even before that point, again, just having them play with the little floss sticks so that they're familiar with it. Um, that's a common area that we see cavities for children is in between the teeth because it's really hard to floss a three-year-old once their molars come in. Um, and we wouldn't see it until that four or five-year-old mark once we're starting to get x-rays for them too. So just as soon as you can. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. I was like, we have the questions. She's got the answers. This is going to be, has the answers. I know. Um, so something else that's really cool about Amanda, she has an awesome TikTok and like social following. She has all of the TikToks, all of the videos, all of the cute, like things love that so where can people find all of your videos and tips and tricks it's at dr amanda dds and i have all the tips and dental tricks and everything you need and if you have questions you can always message me also i think having a kid was like wow this is crazy but then when it got to the point where mason was getting teeth and it was like i have to teach another human being good habits about brushing their teeth like that was the biggest mind fuck about having a kid was I have to teach this thing how to brush its teeth who knew who knew I didn't think about that when I was like yeah let's have a kid right yeah they just I knew the potty training like but I was like I have to teach this thing how to brush its teeth yeah that's crazy how do I do that yeah I didn't really think about I guess I thought that too but it got buried by other other things other thoughts of like Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. Yeah, thank you. This is going to be a good one. It was so lovely to talk to you guys. And it sounds like you're both doing a great job already because you're already thinking about these things. And that's the first step. So. Awesome. <laughs> well, you. thanks. We yeah. Put our mind at ease. That's for sure. Yeah. Have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye, Bye Amanda. We got some good tips and tricks and feedback and feedback it sounds like oral hygiene is a battle you should pick yeah it's important yeah and I think if you start young like Amanda said just create it into their daily routine right and I like that she's like literally it can be in their mouth for one second sweet the standards are pretty low we (laughs) can do that the bar is not that high yeah we can do that right do that Because I think it's more of just see it. It's not foreign. It's not weird. Yeah. It eventually will just become like second nature. Totally. So that's cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, Well, we did not brush Wyatt's teeth tonight. I'm just now realizing. So I I gave her the toothbrush and she she loves the toothpaste. So she sucked off all the toothpaste and then was done with it. Xander was like, did we brush our teeth tonight? I was like, yeah, kind of. She ate toothpaste. Yeah. Her GI tract is fruity fresh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But now I know even that is a win. Even that is a win, especially at 13 and a half months. Like, it's fine. Why do I do this to myself? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. All right. Well, just remember that it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong one. 